You're listening to the Tiger's Den Podcast. New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Available to stream across all platforms. Also, be sure to check out Play Callers. New episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Available to stream across all platforms. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Tiger's Den. We're so happy to have you all listening to us from week to week. I know today we're releasing two days later than we usually do. It's because we had fall break and we wanted to enjoy that and also be able to watch some more sports games during that break and then give you all our thoughts on that this fine Wednesday morning. Um, If you're on YouTube, you know, sub up, like the video. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, be sure to rate us five stars and share it with your friends. But anyway, on today's show, we're going to be discussing a poverty city with a star team. We're also going to be discussing how the MLB playoffs are coming to a close. And it's looking like we might have a certain World Series. And then also, prize picks today should be a great one. All that and more on today's episode of the Tiger's Den. Now, we're going to go ahead and get you started with Reese with Have You Heard. This just in, it's time for Have You Heard. Oh, uh, yeah, guys. I uh, hope you guys had a great weekend. And, you know, I, I don't really do have you heard a lot. Uh, I think Max Max mainly does this one. But, you know, I'm going to try something, try something new. Um, you know, one of the storylines this weekend, um, Brock Bowers got injured. And, um, yeah. you know, that's that might hurt Georgia, especially with how bad their offense is without him, which we haven't seen that yet. But we'll see. I don't know who they play this weekend. Do they play Florida or do they play Florida this weekend or do they play Kentucky? They play they, they play, play Florida this weekend. And I mean forty four to six weeks on a slate that includes at Tennessee, at home against Ole Miss, at you know, at home against Missouri. I mean yeah. this this is gonna be tough for a Georgia team. Georgia has a bye and, week this week. Are you sure? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they play yeah. Florida next week. Yeah, Ruga. no, this this is what Kirby Smart said. Uh Kirby Smart wouldn't offer a timetable on uh, Tuesday for Brock Bowers' potential return to the field after an All-American tight end underwent surgery on his left ankle a day earlier, which, I mean, usually surgery to me would mean out for the season. But Well, um, I mean, reports right now are saying four to six weeks, but I have a feeling it's going to be more on that six-week side or seven weeks possibly. But Yeah, I mean, I just feel like – Georgia doesn't have anybody else. Like, if you look at their – I mean, that other tight end they have is actually decent. Uh, I saw him in the Auburn game play. He was, he was good. Yeah. Uh, like, for maybe two or three plays. But other than that, I really don't know. Their run game's not good. And like you said, against Ole Miss, Ole Miss's offense is very, like, high-powered. Yeah, yeah I'm going to I'm gonna talk about this more on top ten. But, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, Georgia, I don't know who they're going to go to. And yeah. So- yeah, uh, and then Iowa loses Eric All um, for the season. He tore his ACL um, this week. All weekend. the tight ends just going, just going out. Yeah, uh, he leads the he leads Iowa with twenty one receptions and two hundred ninety nine receiving yards. Um, but he did he did suffer that injury late in the first quarter against Wisconsin uh, on Saturday, but. Um, they're going to um, – that, that's also going to hurt Iowa. Well, I mean, really, probably not because uh, their offense doesn't do absolutely anything. Their offense scored, like, what, 15 against Wisconsin? Yeah, like, you thought you thought their offense was bad before. Now without Cade McNamara or Eric All, they're two big transfers. I mean, yeah. 
stick to women's basketball. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, no they that, have more people show up for their women's basketball game than their football game. Honestly, yeah, surprisingly, their their football team is weird. Their football team goes. They get in the top 25, and then they end up getting kicked out a week later, and then they come back in like two weeks later. Well, it's because, I mean, you look at their schedule. There's nobody Mm -hmm. in the Big Ten West. I mean, they're going to end up playing in the Big Ten Championship and get blown out. Yeah, by Michigan. Yeah. Or Ohio State, one of those teams. I'm not ruling out Ohio State yet. Or Um, Penn State. We'll see this weekend. Yeah. Uh, And then Kansas State is going to play um, both quarterbacks this season for the rest of the season. They're going to split playing time between um, Will Howard and Avery Johnson, which I think they did that in the Missouri game, and that didn't work. And um, I think they play – I don't know who they play this upcoming week. Um, they, they play a TCU. That might, they might lose that game, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I've been shocked by Kansas State this year. I mean, I know I predicted them to lose that Missouri game, but I did not think they would lose – to Oklahoma State of all teams. Yeah. I mean, you know, Kansas State. And they got blown out, too. It wasn't just like a loss. It was a blowout. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, coming into the season, last year they were the Big Ten champs. And then all of a sudden this year, I mean, you know, they're 4-2 and two still, so they'll probably make a bowl game. But Yeah. No, that TCU game, that TCU game is definitely going to have a little bit of, like, heat going into it. especially oh, like for sure. Last year after Kansas State knocked them out, basically almost knocked them out of the college football playoff. Probably should have. But you yeah, know, that's a that's a whole nother argument. Yeah, but no, that um, Kansas State, you know, like you said, they could be bowl eligible in a few weeks. We already got some teams bowl eligible after this weekend. Um, yeah, no, shout out that. Missouri. We should talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but no, also other news: Shane Beamer broke his foot. <laughs> I saw after, that after the <laughs> South Carolina loss. <laughs> He broke his foot. That's that's actually crazy. Um, he broke his right foot when he kicked something in frustration. Probably kicked a bench. Um, because <laughs> he lost to the Florida Gators. Chomp, chomp, baby. That I was know. a good Four, game. Yeah, forty-one to thirty-nine. Yeah, I think they missed. I think South Carolina missed a two-point conversion. Uh, yeah. at the end of the game to um, which lost them the game. Yeah, no, but, that two thirty slate was actually they had some. There's some great games on there. I mean, yeah, the. Kansas-Oklahoma yeah. State game, Florida-South Carolina, and then Washington-Oregon, of course. Yeah, I'm kind of getting a little worried about South Carolina, 2-4 and four overall and 1-3 and three in the SEC. I mean, um, another team that had high expectations this year. Not even high, but just high for them, you know? And, yeah. I mean, you know, their, two, their only two wins are against – now, let's be fair. I mean, all their losses are two against – are against, like, pretty decent teams. North Carolina, Georgia – Tennessee and then Florida. So and most of those are most of those have been close except Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. So, but no, like I think South Carolina. I don't think they have played Vanderbilt yet. So if they when they play Vanderbilt, that should be easy win. But they got a tough schedule if they want to make a bowl game. My expectation for them is just go six and six and call it a year. I mean, I don't think the yeah, I don't know if they'll go six and six. They got at Missouri this upcoming weekend. That's tough, especially Missouri blowing out Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. So, and then Air Force, bad news for them. They just got mm-hmm. ranked, and they're undefeated as well. Um, this is a team to look out for to win the Mountain West. We thought Fresno State and Air Force would be the Mountain West um, championship game, but we were wrong after uh, Wyoming um, beat them. And yeah. we actually, I actually thought Wyoming would uh, beat Air Force this weekend, but Air Force, Air Force ended up being pretty good. But bad news for Air Force. They lose their quarterback Zach mm-hmm. Lanier for a while. 
Um, this is not – I mean, this is not good for Air Force team who I've, – I've seen him play, and he's really good. And I think um, they're going to bring in a senior who's been on the bench for a while. Jensen Jones will mm-hmm. probably take over offense. Um, he's attempted just one pass in his career. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's Air Force, so. But he has, be- ran, he has ran the ball 190 yards for five scores during the past four seasons. So yeah. um, they probably need to work on passing with him. Um, because I, I mean, think if you're Air Force, there's not a lot of passing involved, though. Yeah. I mean, they are playing Navy as well this weekend, so. Yeah. yeah. That, did, can you believe that CBS game of the week, or that CBS game of the uh, day at 12 on Saturday? I mean, it is a rivalry, so, you know, and it's yeah. like. You know, but I think Air Force will still America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Battle of America. Yeah, uh, but quarterback or no quarterback, I think Air Force will beat Navy. Navy's just not that good this year. So. And then a little bit of um, a little bit of news about Coach Prime. Uh, he's uh, instead of focusing on winning, he's going to focus on writing books. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to release a book in twenty twenty four. I didn't uh, even see this. So. And can't you know say the title, Coach Prime. So. Can't say can't say the title. Oh, I see it. Writing book for 2024 release. Yeah, don't say the title. 21 ways to win. Booty cheeks. Booty (laughs) cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, um, but... Well, I mean... No, um, Ryan Day is hoping this weekend, this is my last have you heard, Ryan Day is hoping this weekend he gets his key players back. Um, I don't even know how to say half. The, oh, he, he's hoping to get Travion Henderson back this weekend. Ooh, and yeah. Denzel Burkett as well. I mean, they need them, you know, especially going up against their first. Well, actually not their first. I mean, they played at Notre Dame. But, yeah. I mean, you know, big game against uh, Penn State this weekend. So Yeah, no, this that game would be very good. But that's, that's all it is uh, for have you heard. And uh, take it away, whoever's next. Taylor with the team huddle. Ref or coach, huddle up your team. Let's go. Yes, sir. Blow the whistle. I can't blow. I can't. I Wait, can't. before we go on, Reese, that was so short, bro. Yeah, I know. That was pretty quick, man. He kept yeah. it nice and nice and short, bro. Yes, I did. Yeah. You didn't talk about, like, the Julio Jones or anything, though. Well, that happened yesterday. Or that happened today. Yeah, that happened early on today. So we can mention it real quick. Do y'all think that this will, Julio Jones will have a effect in um in in Philadelphia? No, he's old mosh. Yeah, how old is he actually right now? I forgot. He's I think he's thirty three, thirty three or thirty four. Yeah, he's like he's. I thought he retired, but then I was like, no. Then the Rams signed like three different running backs. Oh yeah, no yeah. Oh, by the way, did Puka Nakua play this past weekend? Yeah, he didn't do very good. Yeah, yeah he probably to lose. Yeah, and then yeah, no. about flag football being added to the Olympics. I just saw that actually earlier, watching a pregame for the South Alabama uh, Southern Miss game. I mean, why are you, you know, watching that? It's thirty-one to zero. Hey, my mom went to South Alabama, man. You know, got to support the fam. But, anyways, um, no, yeah, no, that's crazy. But the crazier thing is, the NFL is trying to get it to where NFL players can play in the flag football games, which is really interesting because they, like, they never let them, you know, they have so many different clauses for them to not, like, go skiing or, like, do anything really outside of playing football so they don't get injured. So Yeah. yeah. And then, um, 
Aaron Rodgers should play when he gets healthy. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers literally throwing the football in the field. Like, yeah, I saw that. So, yeah, well, no, do you think he'll return by the end of the season? No, Zach Zach yes. Wilson. I think Zach Wilson uh, might be able to. If they do make the playoffs, Zach Wilson would just play for that first round. If they if they go further, then maybe he might play. I don't know. But what but if Jeff- he? What if? What if week seventeen Aaron Rodgers is fully healthy? I mean, he's coming back, and then if they're in the playoff race, I feel like you got to play Aaron Rodgers. But if they're not, I feel like you don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, their I'm schedule gonna... their schedule gets kind of easy. Uh, they got the Giants in, uh, this upcoming weekend, and that should be. It's in both. It's basically in their stadium. Both stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. I mean, the Jets are but... three and three, so and they just beat yeah. the Eagles. Just beat the Eagles. Yeah. Crazy win. Yeah, I know. Jets are Jets are surprising me, honestly. I mean, that defense is no. Really every time good. they play a good team, every time they play a good team, they always play close. And this, they finally, like you know, the Chiefs, they got cheated out of. Um, what other game? I mean, they've um, already they they have wins against the Bills and the Eagles. I mean, you know, their resume. Their they resume got the Bills. They got the Bills in a few weeks, and the Dolphins in a few or Dolphins right after that on Christmas or not Christmas on Thanksgiving Day, actually. Yeah. We'll see how they do against that. I mean, I don't know if Zach Wilson can keep playing like he is. But they we'll got see. no. They got the Giants, Chargers, Raiders. Those should be three wins. Yeah, I I would think so with their defense. I don't, the Raiders. I don't. The Raiders are okay, but they're yeah. Not. Also, can we talk about the Chargers? I mean, oh, they have just so many bad. like good players on their team, like at the right positions too. Like they have. A decent offensive line. Their quarterback just. Bro, did you see that lady at the game? Like, yes, I did. (laughs) I did. They were showing her like I would honestly prefer that over Taylor Swift, though. Just being honest, you know, Uh, showing her. Bro, I'm so tired of Taylor Swift and freaking (laughs) saying Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. He was popular because of her. No, he wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, he was a popular football player. He's the best tight end in the league. And he literally almost won MVP a few years ago. Like, yeah, it's not just Taylor Swift's boyfriend. He is Travis freaking Kelsey. Yeah, did you see the thing where it's like, any, like, random play whenever the Chiefs, I forgot who they were playing, but, like, Chris Collinsworth goes from glazing uh, Patrick Mahomes to now glazing uh, Taylor Swift now. Like, after exactly. every single play, it's a platinum artist. You know, <laughs> he's just so beautiful and everything. Uh, Even though I'm, like, 60 years old. Oh no! Real quick, just real quick to end. Have you heard? We should. I want to talk about the ending of the Giants and Bills game. Oh the Dar- yeah, the Pass Darren the Waller by a mile. The Darren Waller like get hit in the air. Don't catch the ball. Don't call pass interference when you did the play before. And then, that was that was honestly one of the worst calls I've seen this year. Like honestly, because it's flashbacks from the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I did. But here's the thing, though. And I'm pretty sure this is what happened because I saw somebody talking about it on a talk show I was watching earlier today. Um, the NFL, they don't like calling, uh, you know, pass interference or whatever it is like twice in a row because there was pass interference to play right before that as well. What are, they, are they like? They must be like whenever they took their ACT, they must have not answered C twice in a row or something. Like, geez, <laughs> exactly. So, but I'm saying that's just that's just not the way it should be. Like, if it is meant to be called, like that was more. That was like way more of a pass interference than uh, the pass interference last year in the Super Bowl on the last play of the game, you know, or what was basically the last play of the game. You know what I mean? 
So no, last I'm, year, last year was holding. Last year was holding at the end. Oh yeah, it was. He, it was Teron Johnson for the Bills had his like arm gripping his freaking shoulder pad. So, but I don't know, man. It was just crazy, and I was like, no. Nah. Well, now but, Taylor, Taylor, team huddle. Taylor, team huddle. Huddle up, because it's time for Taylor's team huddle. Lions. All right, let's break. Break. Right, long, long huddle. You delay a game. Be quiet, Reese. <laughs> the play clock is over. <laughs> so, when you think of poverty sports cities, what do y'all think of? Just um, list a few. Chicago, Ooh. Atlanta. I'm kidding. Um, uh, maybe. Mm, I would say Chicago or Detroit. Honestly, yeah, right. no, Chicago, Chicago for sure because the Cubs. It took them like. A long time to win a... And the Bears. I mean, the Bears, right, I'm going to list a few. So, it could very easily be Cleveland, whose last oh, yeah. championship was the Cavs in 2016. Browns, Browns haven't been very relevant in a while. And yeah. the Guardians had to change their name because they're so poverty. Yep. And you may also think of Chicago, like Max said. You know, you, after the Michael Jordan days, the Bulls just were not it. The Aaron Rodgers-owned trash can Bears. And the two rival baseball teams, the White Sox and the Cubs, both being really, really mid- but recently, it could be Charlotte. I mean, with the Panthers being winless, the Hornets mm-hmm. suck, and yep. they have one of the worst professional soccer teams in MLS. They have no great college football team. Their only college football team is Charlotte, and they're awful. <laughs> so yeah. I would say Charlotte's up there. But one city stands out, and that is the Motor City, Motown, the home of the kneecap-eating franchise called <laughs> the Detroit Lions, yeah. the city of Detroit. Uh, let me just talk about them. Yes, the Tigers and the Pistons both suck and have no chance at all to win anything. But this Lions team is really legit. Led by none other than the man himself, Dan Campbell, one of the best hype men and personal coaches in the game. You know, he gets along with all of his players. He gets to know them. And at an NFL level, you don't see that a lot. But you look at this roster, and it's so surprising that they have gained the 5-1 and one record that they're rolling on. And really, the talent around the team is not really that impressive. I mean, they have a given up on from the Rams, Jared Goff, who honestly is in the MVP conversation after being traded, traded to the Lions for absolutely no value with Matthew Stafford, an aging quarterback. He has 11 touchdowns and three picks after he was completely given up on, shipped to the Lions. Everyone said he was done after last year, his horrible performance. And they have a given up on David Montgomery from the Bears, who, I mean, I'm, the Bears just like completely gave up on him, traded him for absolutely nothing, I think a few picks. David Montgomery coming into the season as well. People are like, you know, he's not going to be good. He's, he's washed. And then the fourth-round value-wide receiver, the guy that can name every receiver drafted before him, leading the receiving core with 455 yards and three touchdowns, Amon Ross St. Brown, one of the best receivers in the NFL right now. I would honestly put him top 10, but that's for another day. And then the surprise offensive weapon of the season, the position rank one in fantasy tight ends, over names like Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. I'm talking about Sam Laporta, the rookie second-round pick out of Iowa. He's insane. I've tried to trade literally everything everything for him to Drayson, but he just won't accept it because it's literally his bench tight end because he doesn't check his lineup. But he said he's too good, of course. And then, of course, on the defensive side, top pick from Michigan, Aiden Hutchinson, leading the team in sacks. Absolute stud, proving why he was the number two pick a few years ago. And then the linebacker core of Jack Campbell and Alex Anzalone. Alex Anzalone leading the team in tackles with, I think, about 43, which is absolutely insane. 
Because if you look at his Madden rating, he's a 73. So, <laughs> I mean, respect to him. And I want to highlight their cornerback, Jerry Jacobs, who is second in tackles on the team and tied first in the NFL with three interceptions on the season. Mm-hmm. So you might be asking, why do they need to huddle up now? I mean, they're 5-1. and one, They beat the Chiefs. They barely lost to the Seahawks. That's their only loss. They were three points away from being 6-0 and right now. And they've beaten good teams, such as the Buccaneers last week. I mean, they're going up against a very good 4-2 and two Ravens team led by the 2019 MVP, Lamar Jackson. So you look at this team, and no huge names pop off the screen, but they're working together, and they're going to eat the Ravens' kneecap off this Sunday. I'll go <laughs> ahead and say it, and continue with their very difficult schedule and their winning streak. With a very even NFL right now, I mean, there's not really one team that is completely dominantly better than the other, I would say, with the 49ers and the Eagles losing this past weekend. So the Lions could easily get a bye week and the one seed in the NFC. Go Lions. Personally, I love the underdogs. What are y'all's takes? Um, I think the Lions, honestly, uh, I think what's really helped them is their defense. Their defense has been amazing. Uh, I've watched a lot of their games um, the past few weeks, and their defense is just insane. Like Aiden Hutchinson is – He's amazing. Like, I saw yeah. him against the Panthers. And, uh, I mean, the Panthers, we know, suck. But still, like... Um, in a Panthers tree. I want to go back to saying Jared Goff was given up on. They drafted Hendon Hooker in the third round, the third round fifth pick. So they yeah. thought that Jared Goff would not be good this year and that mm-hmm. they would have to develop Hendon Hooker, who's really, really old. But still, still develop him into a starting caliber quarterback. Yeah, I mean, there were people saying that they should, like, try and trade. Or even some people just saying, like, they should honestly just cut and, like, move on from Jared Goff, you know, coming into the season. So to see him performing like he is, I mean, it's very impressive. No, um, a lot of the thing is, too, like, you know, this year was kind of weird, especially the Lions opening the season. Um, The Lions were um, – they actually – I think their season tickets were sold out for the first time in, like, mm-hmm. a long time. It's been it's been a while since – and they've, the thing is, they've only won, I think, one playoff game in their team history. And yeah. And they've never won a Super Bowl or anything, so... They've never made it to a Super Bowl. Yeah, in I mean, you, you look at, like, past legends. I mean, the only one that really stands out is Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Yeah. Yeah. And in Barry my, Sa- You could say Barry Sanders as well. I mean, in yeah, my opinion, but he didn't, he, he didn't lead them to anything. Yeah. yeah. No, in my opinion, this team, if their defense keeps it up and their offense keeps rolling, they're honestly my Super Bowl contender for the NFC. Mm. Yeah. Like I think that the the Ravens game this weekend's gonna be insane to watch. Twelve PM um Central Time, one PM Eastern Time. That game will be um that game will be an interesting game. A lot of offense. Maybe maybe not the Ravens. The Ravens eh, the Titans kinda their defense was okay I will say tomorrow. that David Montgomery is hurt and he's out for a few weeks in quotation marks. Yeah. No. But they do have Jameer Gibbs. I mean they have dude, Jameer Gibbs that just drafted. Yeah, yeah. The first round. No, if you look at their schedule, though, honestly, um, I think Ravens they win. I think Raiders they win. I think at Chargers they win. I think Bears they win. I think Thanksgiving Day they win against the Packers. Yeah, I think the, the Saints- only two, the only two really tough games I see on their schedule right now are at the uh, Cowboys and then uh, at the Baltimore Ravens. Honestly, 
I would yeah, say I mean, at the Saints is a little bit of a sneaky game as well. Yeah, yeah I say I say at the Saints at the Saints could be sneaky. Bears, that's a win. Broncos, that's a win. At Vikings might be sneaky. Vikings are kind of. We'll see. We'll see the next. I, few I will say as well. CJ Garner Johnson. Everyone was like, "Oh, he's the defensive leader of the team." He's been on IR the whole season, and their defense is still doing this. Yeah, yeah. You know, once he's back, I mean, who knows? You know. Yeah. Bill Mosley as well. So. Yeah, no, their their defense is like really what's helping them. Their defense, Aiden Hutchinson is the leader. He, I think he's the defensive captain actually. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's the quarterback. If I'm a quarterback uh, for the other team, I'd be scared to um, to be going up against the Lions and their defense. I mean, imagine too. Bryce Young rookie season going up against Aiden <laughs> Hutchinson just coming after you. I mean, yeah, yeah, he got flattened like five or six times in that game. I mean, but, and we. It, and we've seen, I mean, other teams have taken notice, though, of, like, how good he is, you know, because, like, you remember even in week one, like, they had that uh, freaking right tackle for the Chiefs. I remember him lining up, like, five feet behind the line of scrimmage just, and getting and a head start. Do a false start. Yeah, every, every single play. So, but what I'll say is, I mean, I agree with you a lot, and you'll see, you'll see in top ten, you know, how much I agree with you, Taylor. But, I mean, yeah, no, this Lions team is dangerous, and I'll just leave it at that for now. All right, huddle's over. Go Lions against the Ravens. And I'm going to send it to my boy, Max, who won't make a fantasy trade with me. (laughs) Get your popcorn ready. It's time for Max's main matchup. Uh, I mean, we'll see tomorrow. We'll see tomorrow after waivers. But anyways, we're going to get into this week's main matchup. I thought about doing MMVP, and if it was that, I was going to do Tez Walker. Shout out him. Three touch receiving touchdowns in his return after that NCAA, that whole just madness with the NCAA and stuff like that. Shout out him. But this week's main matchup is one that we won't be able to pick, at least not this week, because it's Sunday Night Football, a huge game. Oh. Miami Dolphins, who are 5-1, and one, and they're going to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are also 5-1. and one. The line right now is currently... Philadelphia minus one and a half, which makes sense because these two teams have the same record. Eagles, you know, they're they played in the Super Bowl last year. A lot of people still think they're really good. They're playing at home, you know, so it makes sense that they're favored in this game. But um, I'll explain to you what I think will happen. First, I'm going to go ahead and say what's, you know, gone on with these teams the last week. Um, the Dolphins are coming off of a 42-21 to win at home over the now 0-6 Carolina Panthers. Although the Panthers, I will say, played one of their better games. Just Bryce win Young a game! Be, <laughs> Bryce Young looks to be playing a little bit better, just being honest. Uh, and But also, the Philadelphia Eagles are coming off their first loss of the season against the New York Jets by a score of 20-14 to on the road. A Just win dropper. a game! <laughs> and now uh, the players the players to watch in this game, though, for the Dolphins, I'm going to say it's cornerback Xavier Howard. Now, currently he is listed as questionable, but they said it's day-to-day, and that was yesterday, and so I think he should be returning. But if he does play, it would be absolutely huge for the Dolphins because he leads the team currently in pass deflections with four, as well as interceptions in which he has one. Uh, especially with the Eagles team, who has two all-pro receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, this Dolphins secondary needs all the help they can get, especially with Jalen Ramsey still recovering from injury. The other player to watch for the Dolphins is the obvious choice, Tyreek Hill. He currently leads the NFL in receiving yards. Yes, sir! Yards. Fantasy <laughs> wide receiver one on my team, King of the Hill. Three and three, but we're making a comeback. 
I mean, get a backflip on the Panthers <laughs> defense. I mean, you're absolutely right, though. And I remember me and uh, you, Taylor, playing Madden, and you would literally just throw a go route to Tyreek Hill every play, and it worked. That's I what you have to do in Madden. That's how you win. <laughs> And that's is, how the Dolphins win. He is literally a cheat code in real life. I mean, he leads the NFL in receiving yards by a lot with 814 receiving yards on Jeez. the year. For reference, the second most is A.J. Brown with 672. So he's leading that number by about 150 receiving yards. He also leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns with six. He's an absolute cheat honestly, code. And I honestly, I think Tyreek be- Hill should be in the MVP conversation right now. Hey, I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with you at all. I mean, because he might be to me, he's honestly the best offensive player in the league right now. I mean, you could argue Christian McCaffrey possibly, but other than that, I would say he's the best no! uh, offensive weapon in the league right now. Um, but for the Eagles, players to look out for are Just win a game <laughs> cornerback Darius Slay, who uh, like Howard is also questionable to play, but he should play. And if you're the Eagles, you are praying that he does play because while he hasn't had the best season so far, he has a 70-yard pick six against the Patriots. And he, to me, is the player on the Eagles secondary as well as one of the few players on the in the NFL that possibly has a chance against Tyreek Hill. And the other player to look out for is the second best receiver in the NFL by stats that's healthy because Justin Jefferson's out. That's A.J. Brown. Like I said before, Brown is second in the NFL in receiving yards with 673. Although he has struggled to find the end zone with only two receiving touchdowns on the year, he is going to give the Dolphins secondary some fits, especially if Xavier Howard is out. But I'll tell you what's going to happen in this game. Just um, win! I feel like a lot of people think that the Eagles <laughs> could win this game, and a lot of people think that it's going to be close. I have a feeling, though, I mean, if Jalen Hurts does not get his act together, I mean, three interceptions against the Jets, especially with that last interception. Just you know, win the I, game! <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a good— He has the uh, same what, amount of touchdowns as interceptions! Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, like, Hurts, Hurts I don't know— I just don't trust him right now, honestly. I mean, he hasn't gotten his act together. I'll talk about it more in top 10. But I have a feeling that this could be Dolphins winning for sure. But Wait, honestly, who's favored? Just win the game! It, it, could be, it could be Dolphins blowing out the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. Oh I know. Just we win could, the game! We could, hear some, we could hear some boos in Philadelphia uh, this upcoming Sunday because I feel like this Dolphins offense, first of all, Greatest offense, you know, this year and greatest we've seen in a while. Tyreek Hill is going to put up another 50 in fantasy. <laughs> Just lose the game. But, uh, yeah, so the Dolphins, I feel like this could honestly be a blowout. I mean, especially if this Eagles offense doesn't get their act together. Just I win. mean, I'm going to say that the Dolphins are going to win this game. What do y'all think about this upcoming matchup on Sunday night football between the Dolphins and the Eagles? The Eagles just need to win the game. Like, <laughs> you don't lose to the Jets. Yeah, all I'll say for the Dolphins, if A Chain was healthy, the Dolphins would literally win seventy to twenty, like they did against the Broncos. Yeah, all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say, and Raheem Mostert is amazing. Raheem Mostert is the most underrated running back in the NFL right now. Yeah, I know Mostert with another like you know he led fantasy this week in points again with thirty four. So no, honestly, honestly, this game probably will have no defense in it. Yeah. The Eagles will lose the game. Hey, all I'm going to say, Germany, you're getting a treat in a few weeks yeah. with the Dolphins versus the Chiefs. Yes. <laughs> I wish America there, so... could get that treatment, but apparently we can't. 
Yeah, you guys will have a Taylor Swift concert in in England. Yeah, will Germany Taylor Swift pull up in Germany? Yeah, yes. Germany. <laughs> Eat a pretzel. He better. But anyway, Chris Collinsworth gonna be like, "Oh my God, it's Taylor Swift." <laughs> all I'll say is, "Oh, you did a catch. Let's pan to Taylor Swift now." Oh my God, <laughs> guys, come on, let's pan to Taylor Swift now. Like this whole freaking broadcast is about. Taylor let's Swift. go to the movie theater and start dancing and jumping around <laughs> and making such a mess. Hey, don't don't <laughs> don't give me flashbacks. That was, that was terrible. But For reference, anyway. Max works at a movie theater and he had to deal with those people. Yes, yep. yes, it was. Five it was not great. 5.4 magnitude earthquake at the movie theater. <laughs> no, literally, like, literally we heard them from, like, the other side of the theater and outside of the theater. I would have turned into freaking NFL highlights, biggest hits. <laughs> but, but anyways, all I'll say is that this Dolphins team is for real. And this Eagles team, I honestly don't know. I Needs mean, to I win a game! Don't know right now. So I feel like the Dolphins could expose the Eagles this weekend. The Eagles Please, have played crap teams. They play the Jets, the Rams, the Commanders, the Vikings, and the Patriots. Yes, exactly. I mean, last year they had like one of the easiest schedules like ever. So I mean, you know, I don't know. They're they're gonna they're gonna have a tough upcoming schedule. I mean, you know, after this game, they got some really tough games coming up ahead. So I mean, the Eagles this this season could go really downhill for them. And it starts on Sunday night when the Dolphins beat them. I'm gonna say. Forty-nine to twenty-eight. Holy, wait, the you're no, not lying about 31. this Eagles schedule, bro. They, after the Commanders, they play Dallas at Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, and Dallas, who are all the top five teams in the NFL. Yep. Oh, looks like exactly. they're five. And, looks like they're five and twelve. No Super Bowl. <laughs> I will say though, I am worried if Xavier Howard does not come back for the Dolphins. Their secondary is toast with Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. Yeah, and now Julio Jones, I will say. Devontae Smith will literally be uncovered if Xavier Howard doesn't come back. The Dolphins' secondary is not good. Yeah. Especially with Jalen Ramsey getting that surgery in July. Jalen Hurts will freaking double punt fake it and look at him (laughs) wide open and be like, oh, I got to (laughs) run. Although when when Ramsey comes back, this Dolphins team will truly be, you know, they'll truly be. Yeah. The tickets are as low as $233. Crazy. But anyways – uh, that's the main matchup. Uh, comment down below who y'all think will win. Go Dolphins. Eagles and the Dolphins. Yeah, we'll be I in hope... Philly Sunday night, so see you there. Um... <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyways, that's going to do it for main matchup. And now, Reese, take it away with the top ten. Who's first, who's last, and who's in between? This is top ten. Let's go. Let's the, go. Top Let's ten. <laughs> the top ten. <laughs> the top ten. The top ten. What was that? Say that again. Just win the Bro. game. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, first, I think to start top 10, I, I want to kind of break down the top 25 for college football. Yeah. The, um, the week eight top 25. <laughs> and kind of like break down, uh, get your guys' Just thoughts on the rankings. Anyways. Uh, yeah, get, get your guys' thoughts on the rankings, but. Um, oh, I'm gonna so, start. Georgia's at one, Michigan's yep. at two, Ohio State's at three, Florida State's at four, Washington's at five, Oklahoma's at six, Penn State's at seven, Texas is at eight, Oregon's at nine. Go Ducks. North Carolina's at ten. Alabama stays at eleven for like the fourth, fifth week in a row. Um, and then Oregon's at twelve. Ole Miss is at thirteen. Auburn, Auburn's gonna get killed. Um. Utah is at 14, Notre Dame's at 15, Duke's at 16, Tennessee's at 17, 
USC's at 18. LSU moves up to 19 after the refs build them out of the game. Um, and then Missouri's uh, at 20. Louisville's at 21. Air Force is at 22. Tulane's at 23. Welcome back. Um, Iowa's at 24. And UCLA is at 25. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I feel like you could have honestly unranked Louisville after that performance against. Yeah, Florida. that's what I was gonna say. Louisville should not be in the top. <laughs> it's like, it's like, dude, yeah. like they're me you riding. Had your biggest win in program history since the Lamar Jackson days. I mean, now, I, I would rather know. them have Liberty or James Madison over honestly, Louisville. That's what I want to know. Why is James? If Madison you're unbeaten not- at this point, you should be in the top twenty-five. Yeah, no, 100%. why Why is James Madison not in the rankings? Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I was I mean, like, I was why like, is Tulane still in the rankings over James Madison? Tulane yeah. just got re-ranked, and they beat, I don't even know who they beat. They beat Memphis. Wow, wow, what a game, what a treat. Yeah. So, Reese would have picked that on his road ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, no, but another, like, the teams that dropped from the rankings, I want to talk about Washington State real quick. I mean, did they just forget to, how to play football? I mean, 44-6 to six against Arizona. I mean, I this Arizona team's looking good, you know, recently. But, I mean, you know, I don't know what's happened to Cam Ward, to this entire Washington State team. I mean, do y'all know what's going on? Because I don't – I have no answers. I, I just think it might have been a fluke that they lost that game. But still, they're, they're probably going to either be – Nine and three or eight and four. To oh, they have no chance against Oregon this weekend. No chance. Yeah, no. That That's why I said they're going to lose. I will say as well, Miami ruined their season with that Georgia Tech game. Yeah. You know, they could still be in the rankings. They still would have lost to North Carolina. But if they stayed in the – if they lost – if they won that Georgia Tech game and lost to UNC the way they did, they would still be in the rankings. 100%. Yeah. And then Kentucky is fraudulent. Kentucky never deserved to be in the top 25 ever. Kansas just makes me want to blow up something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how about Oklahoma State recently? I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, they beat Kansas State and Kansas two weeks in a row, two games I thought they would get blown out at. The Kansas City Chiefs can beat somebody when Taylor Swift's in the crowd, but Kansas can't beat anybody when they're playing Oklahoma State. I mean, to be fair, I feel like this is showing, though, the lack of depth for Kansas. No, no, I mean, no. No, no, no. No? Kansas still makes a bowl game, though. They're still going to make a bowl game. Yeah. They're Honestly, they should. Yeah. Uh, but I want to talk about USC real quick. AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Like <laughs> USC is the most, I mean. Terrible I, I, team I, this ever. Is, <laughs> on on the show called uh, Crane & Co. that I watched, they have this segment called Right and Wrong. And yeah. one of the parts where I was right this week was USC. Because I talked about it last week. They have absolutely no defense. And once their offense finally goes up against a team that's somewhat competent on defense, they're gonna get they're gonna get you know smothered. They're gonna get exposed. And what happened against Notre Dame? Caleb Williams threw three interceptions, and their defense could not stop anything to save their. Lives. I saw a TikTok on Barstool where the a Notre Dame fan. So last year for reference, <laughs> I saw the nails. Caleb Williams painted his nails that said yeah. "F Notre Dame." Yeah. So this fan went up to Caleb Williams, recorded him. Caleb Williams looked right at the camera. He was like. What do your nails say now, buddy? Yeah, I saw that. that was it was good. so funny. Yeah, uh, I think we should. Uh, I think we should make a segment uh, specifically for USC, and it could uh, say sucks. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean Lincoln or Riley at this point. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I mean, unless USC is okay with just going like you know 
ten and two or nine and three just over and over again, but never making the college football playoffs. I mean, it's up to them. But I hey, mean, I mean, they have the schedule to come. I will say they do have the set schedule to come back in the rankings. Don't they play like They're Washington in the and Oregon? They play Utah, Washington, and at Oregon and UCLA. They're yeah, dead. They're, they're, they're losing dead. those games. I'm saying if they win out, oh. they have to oh, make yeah. the playoff. With that schedule, if they win out, win the Pac-12 championship, they have to make the playoff. A hundred percent, but do you think they're winning those games? <laughs> like, I think they beat Utah. Yeah, they'd make it if there was a 12-team playoff, but not if there's a 14-team playoff. Reese, you're a Kansas fan. <laughs> <laughs> you probably cheer for Colorado School of Mines. <laughs> How about I Mount Union? I the Colorado School of uh, – Catholic Prep, um, they're very good football school. Um, they're actually gonna make a bowl game this year. First, first time in program history. They don't have bowl games. They're <laughs> Division three. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Reese, let's go ahead and get to our rankings, though. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna start with my uh, my top ten. Um, I'm gonna go with Michigan, Oklahoma. Okay. Hey, I don't disagree. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Michigan, Oklahoma, Washington, and then. Penn State hasn't played anybody, so I'm not going to put them there. I'm, you know, I had Oregon at three last week. I'm going to drop them a spot just because they played good. Uh, I'm going to drop them one spot. Um, so you have Oregon over Georgia. Wait, you have Oregon yes. over Washington? No, behind Washington. Okay. I was so you have Oregon over Georgia, Ohio State, and Florida State? Yes, <laughs> because Georgia's fraudulent. Reese, what your Georgia? is so bad. That's why your record is the way it is. <laughs> no knowledge. You don't – I'm an Oregon fan. You don't put a one-loss Oregon <laughs> over Georgia, Ohio State, and Oklahoma who are undefeated. We were literally just talking about it, that if you're undefeated, you should be in the top 25. You have a one-loss team over you if you're undefeated. <laughs> This is why on Countdown we laugh. <laughs> Reese, I mean, literally, like, like, that's just a genuine question. Why is Oregon above Florida State? Like, well, no, Florida State to me, I mean, they've played, they've played LSU, but other than that, I haven't seen. I mean, they played close to Virginia Tech, but, and but, that's but, about it. But, but they're, they're undefeated. They're undefeated. They're undefeated. <laughs> they beaten the right team. What about Georgia? Why do you have Oregon over Georgia? Please tell me why you have Oregon over Georgia. Yeah, Georgia is because of everything they've done. And like, I know they're seven and zero. I know they're seven and zero. But they have not proved to me that they deserve to be number one or even in the top four. Like, but why do they deserve to be over a team that lost? I just thought no. I just think Oregon's offense is very good. Like I just Here, think, here's I can. I can't get back behind the him be, uh, Oregon being over Ohio State and Florida State. Like, that I don't understand at all. That's an insanely terrible take. But um, – Reason's over, hot take. Over Georgia <laughs> – he's trying to steal your segment. But over over go. Georgia, over Georgia, I, I can understand if you're saying – are you saying, like, with the best chances to possibly, like, you know, make the playoffs or something. Is this because, power rankings or, like, the poll? Yeah, because if – I mean, honestly, well, I'll say my top ten next. But Georgia, I mean, without Brock Bowers, I mean, that's a exactly, big – Yeah, that's Bowers, exactly so. why I put, put them yeah. there. I pro- actually, I'll switch it up. I'll put, I'll put Ohio State behind Washington, and then I'll put Florida State behind Ohio State, and then I'll put Georgia, and then I'll put Oregon. And then – Okay, I'm there not, you go. That's man gave in to peer pressure. I can't <laughs> – I'm I can't – rely on Penn State yet because Penn State hasn't played anybody. Also, Wait, yeah, you have Oregon. Okay. 
No, I'll, I'll just let you cook. I'll let you cook. I'll let you cook. I'll okay, see so after this weekend. I'll start see over from week. number one and go down to ten. Oh wait, North Carolina's still undefeated. Dang, I didn't even realize that. This man didn't prepare his rankings. <laughs> this before. man's just looking at the AP poll. It's no, I haven't realized. I didn't realize that they were still undefeated. All right, um, Reese, give us your one through ten in a row. Yes. Okay. So, like I said, Michigan. Okay. Why or Washington? Mm-hmm. Oak or it was Oklahoma. No, never mind. Yeah, Washington, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Florida State, uh-huh. George, Georgia. Yep. And then Oregon. Yep. Actually, wait. Change that around. North Carolina, Oregon, and then Penn State. Is that that's? No. I think that's eight. That's so eight. you're moving Penn State down in the rankings after they won. They beat Massachusetts, buddy. <laughs> the Reece, minute they're men. undefeated. <laughs> oh, they're undefeated. Let's uh, let's briefly go over their schedule. West Virginia, terrible. Delaware, terrible. But Illinois, they're undefeated, Reese. Iowa. Reece. Terrible. North They're undefeated. Terrible. Massachusetts, terrible. All those teams, terrible. But have they lost a game, though? Have they lost a game, genuinely? No, like... because they're playing the school of the blind. <laughs> they they beat a ranked Oregon or Iowa team, which I know Iowa, yeah, their offense is like, you know, a JV school on a good day. But still, I mean, they're undefeated. That's the whole thing we were talking. He's turning the show into the first take single-handedly, which honestly – all right, give us your eight, nine, and ten, and then Max is giving us his. I already yeah. have my, that, that already was my eight. Now I got my nine and ten. My nine's Alabama because Alabama's played actually over Texas. Texas, I thought Texas had a bye week this week. Yeah, yeah, but Texas Reed. beat Bama. <laughs> Reese is deactivated. <laughs> Reese. What? <laughs> Are you going to say All right, give us your 10? 9 and 10, and then oh, we're going to back. Texas, Texas, and then Alabama. Jeez, buddy. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you Let me tell you mine. So, uh, I got, for my top 10 this week, um, last weekend I had, or last week I had Georgia at number one. That's going to change after the Vanderbilt game. I got Michigan number one, so I agree there. Ohio State number two. Number three is Florida State. Number four, Washington. Number five, Oklahoma. Number six, Penn State. They don't move because they had a bye week, obviously. Uh, number seven, Georgia. And I'll tell you why after I get to the eight, nine, and ten. Eight, North Carolina because they're undefeated. Uh, nine, Texas. And then ten, Oregon right now. So, Georgia, I have them at number seven. I have them dropping all the way down there because without Brock, Bear, without Brock Bowers, who do they who who do they have? Like who yeah. who's gonna lead them? They have Lad McConkey, but other than that, who else? I mean, the oh, rushing buddy. game is not great right now. Yeah. And going forward, you have games against Florida, Ole Miss, and at Tennessee, and at and against Missouri. I mean, I don't. I feel like they're gonna lose one or two of those. Um, so this is kind of unlike last weekend where it was just like where are they at in the season. This is more of who do I think has the best chance of doing well going forward, and that's why I have Georgia at seven. And then the other stuff you can just ask me about. Taylor, what's your top ten? All right. Number one, Michigan. I agree with both of y'all. Mm-hmm. I actually have Georgia at two. I know Brock Bowers is hurt, but you can't move a team down that much after they were number one and they still won. I that, is a fa- that is a fair that's, point. That's just unfair to them. Number three, I have Washington after that heart-wrenching win. Uh, <laughs> I know I was crying after Oregon's kicker missed the field goal, but – 
besides that, Washington number three. Um, yeah. Uh, number four is Ohio State undefeated. Mm-hmm. Four, five, and six, and four, five, six, seven. Ohio State, Oklahoma, Florida State, Penn State. I will say, like Reese said, I don't believe in Florida State that much, but they're still undefeated, so I have to put them up there. Yeah. And then Penn State, I do believe in them against Ohio State. I think they they could win that game, but like Reese said, they hadn't played anybody. And then I have Oregon at 8 after barely losing to Washington. And then I have North Carolina at the 9. I know they're undefeated, and it goes against everything I just said. But North Carolina has not played great teams, and they have not played great against those not great teams. Appalachian State had to go into two overtimes to beat Appalachian State. Not great. Miami, they played good, but it was a little too close against the poverty Miami team. And then number 10, uh, it was between Texas and Alabama for me, but they went against each other. Texas won, so I got to put Texas mm-hmm. at 10. I still believe yeah. in Texas. Yeah. But then I'd say at that Alabama spot, or at that, excuse me, at that 11 spot, I feel like we all have Alabama. Yeah, I feel like us with the eight people, Alabama is the number 11 team. Yeah. But what are y'all's Heisman races top 10? Okay, so Reese, you want to start us off with that? Well, yeah, no, first I just wanted to... I got to... Drake May at Heisman <laughs> No, first I just wanted to briefly go over, like, North Carolina's schedule. North Carolina, if they keep it up, I, the only game that worries me for them is Duke. That's like... Yeah. Clemson. They got, they got Virginia. Yeah, at Clemson is also... Yeah, it's yeah, at show. Clemson. And maybe, I don't know about NC State. NC State played Notre Dame no, for no, a little that bit. That one won't. That one won't be close. Drake's dropping 400 on them. Yeah, no, it's, yards. their next three weeks they should win because they have Virginia, Georgia Tech, and Campbell. And honestly, North Carolina, I they could possibly, if they don't lose to Duke or Clemson, they could possibly make the college football playoff if they win the ACC title game as well and don't yeah. lose. Them maybe. against Florida State, that should be a really good one. Yeah. Actually, no. uh, do you think we should hit NFL just really quick before we do Heisman? I, I want to do like Heisman. Should... I want to do Heisman first. All right, let's do Heisman first. I agree with that. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, for Heisman, I think I'm going to go number one is the obvious choice, uh, Michael Penix Jr. Um, after his performance mm-hmm. against Oregon. Um, honestly, two, y'all probably are going to get mad at this. Uh, two is probably still Bo Nix, even though he lost. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I no, I still think even though he lost, I still think he had a good game. Um, you know, probably number three is probably Drake May because he. Oh wow, <laughs> he hasn't played. I'm I mean, go all the way through, but <laughs> he hasn't played like. I mean, he has like you said, Appalachian State. They went into double overtime. He's he's played decent though. Like I mean, he's he's been passing the ball well. Um, honestly, Florida State's quarterback as well. He could he he's number four for me. I think he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't. I want to put Brock Bowers in my top five because Brock Bowers, but Brock Bowers is injured now, so yeah, really it's not possible. Yeah, really, it's not it's not possible with um everything going on with him. I really don't. I'm trying to figure out because I the Heisman race. I really haven't been keeping up with it for real. Like I've kind of been just watching the games, not keeping up with the Heisman race. So I kind of have to. I'll let I, I'm gonna let y'all do the rest of y'all's rankings or whatever. And then I can I'll come back to All right, Max. I want to go. I want to go. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Taylor. All right. Go so ahead. number one, everyone should have Phoenix right here. If not, uh, y'all are kicked off the podcast. Yes. Kicked out of high def. Kicked out of every <laughs> single sports aspect in the world. Michael Phoenix Jr. Uh, I will say, if they 
kind of fall off and don't win the Pac-12, I could see that going to someone else. Mm-hmm. But right now, Michael Penix Jr., and it shows because he has minus 145 odds, and the rest have plus 1,000. So my number two, this is going to surprise you all, but it's the LSU quarterback, Jaden Daniels, after his amazing yeah. performance against a very decent Auburn secondary. Yeah. That's all no. I'm going to say. Jaden Daniels, I feel like he's kind of the dark horse Heisman here. Well, it's mainly just because LSU isn't doing the best, but, you know, yeah, he's definitely 100%. The number three, I think y'all will also be surprised by this. I have J.J. McCarthy from the University Ooh, of Ooh, me and you are on similar wavelengths once we get to mine. I I love J.J. – not not like that. I, I like <laughs> – I like, yeah. hey, very attractive guy. But J.J. McCarthy, you know, great game last week. Three touchdowns, zero picks, 14 for 17. The only game that he didn't do very good in was the Nebraska game, but he got taken out very early because they were dominating. I feel like with him, you will see that a lot. His stats are not up to par with Michael Penix Jr. and Jaden Daniels. But, I mean, Michigan has dominated almost every single game that they've played, and he's come out. But he's first in QBR over Michael Penix Jr. with 92.6, 14 touchdowns on the season. J.J. McCarthy, number three. And then number four, I'm actually wearing – his bodacious shirt right now, Bo Nix, the GOAT from Auburn University, transferred to Oregon, the GOAT, the absolute GOAT of everything college football, <laughs> Bo Nix. Let's go, Ducks. Yeah. Number five, I have Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma. Um, I feel like there's not going to be a lot of argument here. I feel like he should be in top five somewhere or top seven. Mm-hmm. Number six, Drake May from North Carolina had a great game. Uh, he, he was great before Tez Walker coming back. And now with Tez Walker coming back, sky's the limit for Drake May. He's probably going to go top five in the NFL draft very easily. Uh, yeah, Drake May at number six. Number seven, I have Jordan Travis from Florida State. Uh, again, I d- actually saw a stat where Jordan Travis has played four less quarters than a lot of these guys on the Heisman list because Florida State has dominated, again, all of their games, and he comes out. Mm-hmm. Like against Virginia Tech, he came out in the third quarter against some of their smaller opponents, he came out at halftime. So yeah. if he stayed in, he would be winning right now. That's why I feel that Michael Penix Jr. has such good stats because Washington's games, except for Michigan State, have been really close. And so he's had to play all four quarters. Yeah. No knocks to him. He's very good. But number eight – or number seven, excuse me, Jordan Travis. The number eight, I got to keep Caleb Williams somewhere in the top mm-hmm. ten. I just got to do it. I mean, he's, he's not as bad as people think he is. He has great stats. Uh, he has a great team around him. The offense of USC is really good. I don't care what y'all say. It's just his team not doing the best right now hurts his chances. Number nine, I have a non-quarterback. Mm, yeah. I have Malik Neighbors, also from Louisiana State University. Mm. And his stats are absolutely insane. 160 yards for seven touchdowns. And against Auburn, he didn't have the biggest game with only 89 yards. But against Mississippi State, he had 239, Arkansas 130, Missouri 146 with one touchdown. He's easily the best receiver in college football right now, I would have to say. Uh, He actually made the All-American, the first All-American team in the midseason. Props to him, unanimous decision. The number 10, y'all will never guess who I have at number 10. 20 years? No. Ramadunze? I don't know who that is. Okay. I have Cam the Ward. quarterback. 
of the Florida Gators. Oh, I heard about this. At number 10. 12 (laughs) touchdowns, two interceptions. QBR is not the best, but he's good. He had a great game against South Carolina with 429 yards and three touchdowns when Georgia could barely score 20 on South Carolina. And you're telling me that he's not top 10 in the Heisman conversation? That's just buffoonery right there. Graham Mertz, (laughs) number 10 in my Heisman race. Then I have two honorable mentions that I want to get to real quick. Tez Walker would be top 10 if he was eligible the first game. I mean, insane game against a decent Miami defense. And then Rome Adunze for Washington, saving Michael Penix Jr. I was actually talking to Max about this. I mean, if Bo Nix was in the Washington system, he would easily go 12-0 and win the Heisman. But, you know, Washington's weapons are insane. Romeo Dunze, absolutely insane with six touchdowns on the season. Against Oregon, he had a huge game with two touchdowns. And that's my top ten for Heisman. Max, your turn. All right. So, obviously, number one is Michael Penix Jr. Like, let's get that out of the way. Obvious, you know. Um, I'm not going to say what Desmond Howard said on College Game Day because it's a family-friendly podcast. But uh, if you know, you know. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with Bo Nix still, actually. Um, I feel like, because looking back at the stats for that Washington-Oregon game, Bo Nix actually outplayed uh, Michael Penix Jr., as well as Oregon did. I mean, Oregon in every stat, I mean, they outplayed. Because Dan Lading um, likes to go for it on fourth yeah, down a little too much. That's what I was about to say. I mean, you know, the main reason they lost that game is because they went 0 for 3 on fourth down. But I'm going to stick with Bo Nix here. I mean, also just by, you know, he'll have more opportunities and honestly a chance for a rematch to hopefully. I want to I want to butt in here about Bo Nix and Oregon. If Oregon wins out their schedule, they are playing Washington in the Pac-12 champ. They're either playing oh, USC yeah. or Washington. 100%. Yeah. And Oregon has to make the playoffs if they win the Pac-12, even as a one-loss team. I feel like if Oregon loses another game, like at Utah or against USC, if they still make the Pac-12 championship and win it, I still feel like they're a playoff team. I think there's a chance. I mean, I feel like some other like teams will have to lose. Like Texas will have to beat Oklahoma again, you know. Or yeah, Texas will sure, have to beat sure. Oklahoma and stuff like that. But if they lose by the way they did again, I feel like it's they have. I, if they win the Pac-12, they have to make the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say. Go Ducks. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, talking about how he outplayed them, I mean, 33 of 44 – for uh, 337 passing yards and two touchdowns, no picks. Michael Penix Jr. had a pick. But anyways, number three, I'm going to go ahead and say Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel has really performed well. They are coming off a of bye week, so obviously no stats from this past week. But, I mean, you look how well he played against uh, what was hyped up as a pretty good Texas defense. I mean, and, you know, just also opportunity coming in the future. I mean, Oklahoma, uh, you'll see – uh, I mean, like, they definitely have a chance to make the playoffs. And Dylan Gabriel, very accurate QB, 68.2 or actually, no, 72.3% uh, percent accuracy. So, I mean, really good QB. Next, I have Jordan Travis, uh, you know, Florida State. He's got a great wide receiver core and tight end core around him. He has Jaheim Bell, the South Carolina transfer, has done really good. Keon Coleman as well. Johnny Wilson, absolute just freak athlete, you know, 6'6", six, six as, as a wide receiver is crazy. Uh, next, I have number five. I have JJ McCarthy, like you said. I actually didn't yep. expect you to say him because a lot of people, especially ESPN analysts, are really sleeping on him. But yeah, like you said, he has the top QBR and honestly, what looks like the top team right now. I mean, you have to include the quarterback, especially if he has the numbers that he has right now. 
And then number six, I do have Jaden Daniels. The only reason he's not higher is just because of the limited opportunity you'll have. So I feel like LSU is uh, eliminated from the playoffs. And I feel like that has something to do with the Heisman voting. Uh, and also, let's go and get this out of the way. The Heisman's basically a QB award at this point. I do have a wide receiver later in my rankings. But honestly, I mean, it is a QB award at at this point. Anyways, next is number seven. I got to keep Caleb Williams in there, like you said, Taylor. I mean, you know, he had a terrible game against Notre Dame. I mean, let's just not sugarcoat it. Let's call it what it is. But you look at before that game, I mean, you know, he still has 23 passing touchdowns and four inter- and four interceptions, but three came in that game. I mean, he has a, a big chance to bounce back against a really good U- Utah defense, chance to make a statement and put himself firmly back in that position. Uh, also great rushing numbers still as well. So, I mean, Caleb Williams, you know, freak athlete, chance to go number one next year in the NFL draft. Got to have him in the Heisman voting. Number eight, I have a guy that you didn't name. I have Quinn Ewers. Now, I know Quinn Ewers didn't play that well against Oklahoma, but once again, another chance, you know, he'll have a chance if they win the rest of the Big 12, which I'm like 99% sure that they will. Uh, They have a chance to play Oklahoma again. And Quinn Ewers, besides that Oklahoma game, he has been absolutely solid against a Bama team that um, we know their defense is actually really good. That's the only thing that's keeping them really in the chance to get into the college football playoff. Against Bama, he had 349 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks in Bryant-Denny. That's very impressive. So I think that he'll also perform really well going forward. Number nine, I have Drake May. Drake May uh, has performed uh, pretty good. He started off the season really rocky, and I wasn't even sure if he would – you know, stay in the top 10 for just QBs next year's draft. But, I mean, he's performed really well recently. Against Miami, he was a little iffy as well, but ended up having four touchdowns, no picks. And then against Syracuse, absolutely lit it up, 442 yards and three touchdowns. Once again, no picks. Um, I feel like he's really heating up, and he'll also have opportunity if they make the ACC championship. And then number 10, one of your honorable mentions, I have Roma Dunze. Uh, Adunze, you know, absolute stud for Washington. He is the best player on their team. And like I said, if this wasn't a QB award, he'd honestly be one of my front runners. I was texting you about this. He'd be a front runner to win this award, but it is a QB award at this point. And so I'm going to have to go Roma Dunze at number 10. And then two, uh, two honorable mentions, both quarterbacks. I would like first like to say Sam Hartman. I mean, Sam Hartman, he didn't perform well against uh, Louisville, but – Ever since then, I mean, besides that game, he's performed insanely well. I mean, you look at their game against USC, I mean, he outplayed Caleb Williams on every level of the game, you know. So, I mean, and it got to the point where he played so good that they took him out, you know, against a top rank. So good he played. And then my other honorable mention is going to be Brady Cook for the Missouri Tigers. Now, it would be Luther Burden if this wasn't. I guess that's another honorable mention. Luther Burden also playing really good football. But, I mean, Brady Cook has absolutely cooked the competition right now. 2,000 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, and only three interceptions. I mean, and he'll have a chance to up those numbers against a very weak South Carolina defense this upcoming weekend. I mean, Brady Cook performing really well. And honestly, he is almost single-handedly giving Missouri a chance to have some relevancy finally in the SEC East. That's my Heisman rankings. What do y'all so, think? And what are y'all's comments? You don't agree with Malik Neighbors or Graham Mertz at all? So, not that I disagree. Um, 
I feel like, honestly, I will admit, I was kind of sleeping on Malik Neighbors. You know, I didn't notice he was doing that good. Um, Graham Mertz, once again, it's just not – the opportunity is not there because Florida's already out of the Georgia. You know, playoff contention. You know what I mean? And, like, they're not going to make the SEC championship. They might make a bowl game at, like, 8-4 and four at best. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how he keeps performing. But, I mean, you never know. And then for Malik Neighbors – um, yeah, he's one guy I'll just admit I was, you know, sleeping, uh, sleeping and snoring on, but, um, Malik neighbors, no performing really well. How many touchdowns does he have? Seven. A lot. Uh, yeah. So once again, it's another situation where it's just, you know, lack of opportunity going forward on a two loss team. That's why I would put uh burden over him. It's just because burdens played a little, like, they're very neck and neck right now. Like Burden's second in receiving yards in the country. He's first, but Burden's on, you know, a one loss Missouri team that has a legitimate shot to make some noise against a beaten up Georgia team and Tennessee at home. So, I mean, that's really what it is for me. Reese, give me, give us your top 10. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I'm going to go back because I left off at, uh, at five, but I'm going to redo my first four. Uh, I had Phoenix at one, which is an obvious choice. I had Knicks at two. I had May at three. I had Jordan Travis at four. Um, at five, I'm going to put Jaden Daniels. Um, you know, this weekend did amazing against Auburn. Um, he absolutely cooked our secondary. Our secondary is decent. They're not good, but they're decent. Um, our secondary is well, yeah. I'd say our secondary is actually really good. I'm and he made our he made our he made our D line look silly, like yeah, a lot. Um, he. In my opinion, he's going to make a great NFL quarterback because he's able to run out of the pocket when he's in trouble. Um, if he yeah. just has, if he has a good O line, he should be fine. Um, but anyway, um, at number six, I'm going to put Dylan Gabriel. Um, yeah. Like you said, like you said, Max, Dylan Gabriel's done amazing this season for Oklahoma, and Oklahoma uh, this weekend could keep it rolling. Uh, I don't know who they play this weekend. I think they play. They, no, they don't play Kansas. UCF. They play UCF. That. Um, that's a blowout. Gus Malzahn. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably he, you know, he'd be conservative if they're winning. Yeah, I did see one thing where somebody said that could be like a possibly, you know, upset just because Gus Malzahn usually upsets one team just randomly during the year. I don't yeah. think it'll happen. But. They must have had alcohol poisoning. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, number seven, I'm gonna put JJ McCarthy. Uh, JJ McCarthy, McCarthy has been amazing this season. Um, you know, just absolute uh unit for Michigan. Uh Michigan though, like I mean they they've had a easy first four games. They had yeah. easy first four games. Um and they really have had an easy schedule. The reason I'm putting him at seven is because I just haven't seen I you know, like I haven't seen them play Opposition. a, big, a yeah. very big game. So once they play a team like a Penn State or Ohio State and he plays really well, then I'll put him higher. Um yeah. my Number eight is going to be um, Malik Neighbors, actually. Uh, Malik, yeah. Malik Neighbors is really good. Um, I think that he um, he probably won't win Heisman because the last receiver to win it was Devontae Smith. Yeah. Devontae Smith won it the last time. And I don't – him and Devontae Smith, I mean, to compare them to each other, I mean, they, they both kind of are the same type of receiver. Malik Neighbors, though, like – Is a little but, bit bigger. Yeah, Malik Neighbors, if – when he gets drafted to the NFL, he's going to be a good receiver, um, and the quarterbacks are going to love to throw the ball to him a lot. Um, and then at my number nine, I'm going to have Caleb Williams. 
he's he just hasn't showed me a lot this year. I mean, he he's obviously in the top ten for a reason because he won it last year. But you know, like their schedule, they they got blown out by Notre Dame, and they've barely beaten some teams that you would think they they like would blow out easily. And yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it just just not a very good um very good start for Caleb Williams. I don't think he wins Heisman honestly. And then my number ten is really gonna shock y'all. It's, it's, it's here. My number Thorne. ten. My, <laughs> <laughs> Robbie no. Ashford. Hate him. Um, hate both of them. Um, my number ten is gonna be Quinn Ewers. Um, I mean, I had him at eight. So yeah, no, Quinn Ewers. I think. I th- Wait, I honestly, so you don't have Drake May? I did. He had him at three. Three. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers. You know, lost to Oklahoma was. Kind of a shock. Um, I don't think you were. You were the highest. I think he'll get is maybe maybe five uh, when they vote for Heisman. So who do y'all think is going to be at the final Heisman Trophy ceremony? Phoenix, Gabriel, Daniels. Is it three or four? I think it's three. Three. If it's, if it's three, then it's going to be Phoenix, Gabriel, Knicks. I got well, Phoenix, be- Gabriel, Travis. So. So you don't have Bo Nick, even though Bo Nix is your number two, you don't have him at the final ceremony. Well, here's the thing for the final ceremony, I think, because I feel like even if Washington and Oregon play again, I mean, if Washington beats them again, then, I mean, obviously I feel like yeah, but once, you, for, for, for starters, I mean, Oregon's not going to make the playoffs, which is, you know, the, the they are. just the way they, just the way they, if they Max, they're going to make the playoff. If they lose to Washington again, no, they're not. They're going to win out. No, yes, he's talking if about if they, lose, if they lose to oh, Washington. Oh, I thought you meant like they have no chance now. I was like, No, I'm not saying they don't have any chance. I'm saying from right now, from what I've seen, if Oregon, you know, if they play again in the uh, Pac 12 championship and Oregon loses, then they're not, Bo Nix isn't going to, you know, he's not going to be at the Heisman ceremony because they're not going to be in the postseason. I mean, that's just the way they do vote. Well, so. well, it actually depends on how he performs in that championship game. If he does. If he ends up throwing for like 400 yards and doesn't throw a single interception, and they lose by like a, a one point or um, or lose by like three, then he'll he'll still be there. But if they yeah. if they get blown out, then no, he won't be there. Which I mean, I all I'm that. saying is, last year Max Duggan was at the Heisman ceremony, but it was only because TCU made the playoffs. Hey, he Max Duggan won. was a dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a that's fine. All right. Let's move no. on to professional. My yeah. honorable mentions, real quick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. My honorable mention, Reese. You're probably gonna say the freaking <laughs> Jacksonville State quarterback that you got concussed. No, gonna I'm gonna go. Him. I'm gonna go with uh, what Max said with Hartman, and then I mean this might shock y'all, but I mean it's kind of he's kind of a long shot, but he might he might sneak his way up if he keeps playing good. Marvin Harrison Jr. is one of my honorable mentions. Cool. I I see I see that I saw him in a top ten list somewhere. I, I yeah. see that. He's yeah. he's one of mine. That actually is a name that me and Max did not say at all. Yeah, no. I mean, well, it's mainly because I mean, there's so many, you know, like you said, great receivers ahead of him. I mean, it's just you know, Dunsey, Neighbors, and Burden have all outperformed him. But I mean, we'll see as the season goes. Y'all along. think Blake Corum at all? Not really, Ooh. honestly. I mean, Blake Corum, just, Michigan running back. Yeah, I know, but I mean, you look at his stats right now. I mean, he does have twelve touchdowns. That is, that is. He has the same. The problem with Michigan players right now is that they blow yeah. out everyone. That they don't play the whole game. That's why his stat. I think he could be a sneaky top five. 
Mm-hmm. If Michigan goes as far as I think they will. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't hey, is disagree. This the, is this the year for Michigan to win a natty? Is this the yes. year? Yes. If there has ever been a year, this for is the year right now. Yes. Yeah. If Harbaugh doesn't win this year, I think there's – He's not obvious. He's obviously not going to get fired because yeah. I was about to say you said he's going to get fired. I was not going to say he's going to get fired, but if he doesn't win this year, I honestly could see him possibly like going back pro or just something, something happening because going back to the Panthers. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean we need somebody. I've heard stuff like saying, "Oh, he should go to the Panthers after this season, especially if they don't want Natty." No, at this point the Panthers. At this point, the Panthers need a. Uh, Coach Wag is their offensive coordinator. Um, I mean, like we might win with him. Like, all right, segue into NFL football. <laughs> yes, Reese, okay, get us your go. top ten. Okay, so my number one for NFL. Um, we talked about them in Team Huddle. Um, the reason I'm not putting either the 49ers or the Eagles at number one is because they both lost. The Lions didn't lose because they're not losers. Um, but you know, what? the Lions are number they one. They played the Buccaneers. Ah. Oh, <laughs> oh. Who did the, hey, the Buccaneers are decent, but who did the okay, 49ers right. play? The 49ers played the team that went 0 Browns. 16. The Browns. The Browns are good. The Elves. <laughs> the Browns have a good defense. <laughs> so do the 49ers. PJ Walker is a god. All right, anyway, Lions number one, 49ers number two, Eagles number three. Um, number four, number four, number four, number four is going to have to be the Chiefs, even though they are. Actually, wait, yeah. no. Number four is Dolphins. Number four is Dolphins. Never mind. Fraudulent team. Wait, uh, who do you have as your two and three, 49ers and Eagles? Yeah. No, okay. four, yeah, 49ers and Eagles. And okay. then my my five is the Chiefs because they're fraudulent. Um, And then my six is probably going to be um the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bro! What? Yes, I what? agree. I agree. I agree. Oh, my God, this guy. 100%. I 100% oh. agree. Oh. And let me guess, Bill's at seven? Oh. No, Bill's not seven after the Giants Whoa. game. Oh. <laughs> no, after the Giants game, I can't put them at seven. So who's your seven? Who you have at seven? Who you have at My seven? seven's the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it's not terrible, but you yeah. have to have the Bills in there somewhere, right? Yeah, no, the Bills are the Bills are eight. No, because the only reason they're eight is because of the fact that they almost lost to the Giants. They should have, honestly. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's why I put them there. Um. And then my nine, my nine's probably. Mm, think hard, Reese. Think hard. I'm trying to figure out. Well, oh, I forgot these frauds. Um, the freaking Dallas Cowboys have to be up there somewhere. Yes, so, they do. Yes, they at do. Number nine. Jeez, hate them. Um, and then ten. Jeez, there's like nobody good. Nobody's good. Big arteries. Who, who speaks out to you? Nobody's good. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, maybe uh, Seahawks. No. The they just lost. Heck the no. Browns. Not the Browns. The Browns. <laughs> they have to be in the top ten. So who's your ten, Reese? What's the final? What's the I'm final still word thinking here? because there's like nobody good. You want me to go ahead and say say mine, and we get back to you? No. Okay. Well then. Think, come on. We're back. Like, geez. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, my number ten. Uh, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, number ten. Fine, I'll go with freaking Taylor. The Browns. The Browns. The Browns. <laughs> They're still not gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> okay, 
Now let's get to my top ten. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, Reese. Uh, the Lions are the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, it's true. You know, they're just yeah. really good. Someone um, says the Browns. One more time, I'm going to freaking kill them. I mean, uh, what? Greet, them. <laughs> greet them with a nice firm handshake. Um, Yeah. School podcast. School <laughs> podcast. But anyway, number two, I'm going to have the Chiefs <sighs> right behind them. I honestly think that that first game between the Chiefs and Lions could possibly be the Super Bowl. I mean, honestly. I no. Mean, yeah, I do. I do. The yeah. NFL is going to make that happen because they're going to be like, oh, my God, we want Taylor Swift instead of Usher at the halftime show. Exactly. I mean, they got they got the refs on their side. They got Swift on their side. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, they break what up, can they man. not do with those two things? But anyways, number three is going to be the Dolphins. The Dolphins are really good. Um, you know, obviously got blown out by the Bills, but I feel like that was a fluke. Um, you know, their offense, generational. I mean, one of the best we've ever seen. Wait, who was number- your two? Who's your what? Two? two is Chiefs. Yeah. Buddy, where are the 49ers and the Eagles? 49ers are four. 49ers Taylor are left four. the party. So, with, I mean. with Purdy, I mean, I saw Purdy this weekend against the Browns. Or not, yeah, against the Browns. I mean, he looked, especially without, McCaff- without McCaffrey and Samuel, he looked confused. He looked under under pressure, you know. And they have a great offensive line. You know, I don't know why he's, you know running around back there for his life. Maybe it's because Miles Garrett, you know, running at him like a freight train. But anyways, uh, no, I got the 49ers at four, and I got the Eagles at five. Although, have y'all, did y'all see that last interception, which really, you know, cost them the game against the Jets, that last interception thrown by uh, Jalen Hurts? I mean, that was something I wouldn't expect, you know, Henry Allen to throw, you know. On, oh, he would throw it, trust me. Team. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, listen. But anyways, uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to say the Eagles at five. Number six, I'm going to agree with Reese. I'm going to say the Jaguars at number six. They've no. just proven it. You know, they've no, come happens. They've come through. Yeah, if you don't put the Browns any higher, Taylor's going to get mad. <laughs> this was oh, supposed got- to be – this. their game against the Colts this weekend was supposed to be a uh, really close, big divisional game, and it wasn't. The Jags absolutely wiped them. Uh, so I got the Bills at seven. The only reason they're not above the Jags is because they played the Jags and they lost. So, I mean, whenever a team plays another team head-to-head and they have the same record, I can't put the other team ahead of them. It's just not not how my brain works, you know. So, um, next I got number eight. I got the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, really impressed me. I thought the Chargers were going to beat them on Monday. But, you know, the Cowboys came through with the, through with the win over the Chargers. We and all then, know what happens next week. <laughs> yeah. So, at number nine, uh, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens also really impressed me against the Titans. I know the Titans aren't a good team by whatever or what, no. me, you know, by by any means. They're not a good team by any means. Probably. And the Ravens have a real chance to prove themselves against the Lions at home, which we'll talk about that in prize picks. And then number 10, I know Taylor's going to hate me for this one. I'm Uh-oh. keeping in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, I mean, what? I know, I know. Against the Lions, they didn't. That's play- a worse pick than Reed. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They didn't play. They didn't play great against the Lions. But the Lions, I feel like, are the best team and the Super Bowl favorites right now. Um, but I mean, you look at their only two losses. Their only two losses are against two of the five five and one teams against the Philadelphia Eagles and the Detroit Lions, which both those games have. Yeah, they barely beat the Vikings. They barely beat the Bears. Yes, I know. But they also uh, lost the Saints, which is supposed to be a rivalry of some sort. But the Buccaneers keep beating us. But anyways, uh, no. And then they they got a game against the Falcons, which we're not going to pick in prize picks this week. But, I mean, at home, you know, they have a chance to, you know, really separate themselves early on in the season in the division. 
Uh, so, I mean, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, that's my top ten. Now, Taylor, let's see you rank the Browns at number one. Yep. All right, number one, Browns. I don't have Browns. the same team. I don't have the Lions. Browns. I don't. Browns. Let's see. Browns. Number one is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, wow. The Lions beat the Chiefs. You on the Chiefs. Max, the Chiefs, that was a fluke. Okay. Taylor Swift had not come to the games yet. Taylor Swift must have kissed you on the cheek or something because Taylor like... Swift was not at the Lions game. <laughs> she had not come into existence yet. <laughs> They're a good team. Yes, they get ba- and they get bailed out by everyone, so they have to be up there, and they have an easy schedule coming up. So thanks, Chris. Chiefs Collins, number one, you. number two, Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins. You oh. know, I got a root for Tyreek Hill as my fantasy wide receiver. Go Dolphins! Easy win against the Eagles. Number three, I have the Browns. 49ers. Bro, the 49ers. what? The Lions. After they were the Browns. Like, the tough loss against we're, the Browns. Hey, where are the Browns? The where are the Browns at? But with a healthy 49ers, the 49ers are, are unstoppable. We saw it against the Cowboys. They're unstoppable. I mean, no one's touching them. Number three, 49ers. Number four, Browns. I have the Lions. I got to okay. put the Lions. Thank my you. team huddle. If you put Detroit the Lions. Detroit sports still suck, but the Lions are good. Number five. Browns. It's the Eagles. It's got to be How about them Cowboys, baby? Yeah. I got America's oh, team. Smith. The oh, Dallas Steve Cowboys at number five. Uno goes Trace Quattro Cinco. Number Cinco. Go Cowboys. Dak Prescott showing why he's still the starting quarterback of those Cowboys under Jerry Jones. And they had a good performance against the Chargers. Defense played amazing. Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Leighton Vander Esch, all those amazing guys. Number six, I have the Buffalo Bills. Bro, the Eagles are crying. Josh Allen is legit. I know he had a rough game, but Again. Josh Allen is legit. It was cold and rainy. You can give him some excuses. Stephon Diggs, in my opinion, is the number two receiver in the NFL right now. Bills, number six. Number seven, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. I got to rank them. That's what I was about to say. Jalen Hurts' performance against the Jets was pitiful. Peyton Thorne would throw some of the balls that he was throwing. The Eagles are not it. They're going to lose their next probably five games, if I would say. Number seven, Eagles. Number eight, I have the Dirty Elves from the city of Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns at number eight. After the huge win against the 49ers off of the missed field goal. Easy schedule coming up. Deshaun Watson, Jerome Ford, they're legit. Amari Cooper is back with his route running. We saw it in the 2013 Iron Bowl. Grant Delpit is absolutely insane in the safety for the oh, Browns. Oh, PJ Walker's well. going to win MVP. Browns is number eight. Number nine, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, you know, very tough loss against the Steelers last week, but good performance against the Titans. Zay Flowers proving why he was a number one, he was a round one draft pick. Ravens, number nine. And number 10. Oh, it's probably going to be the freaking Panthers. It's going to be the freaking Steelers or something. What What do y'all think it is? Panthers. I mean, I know it's going to be different. It's definitely not the Buccaneers because you hate them. So. No. It's got to be the Jags. The, wait, the Jaguars, obviously. Mm-mm. Maybe the Jags. That doesn't matter. Well, then it's irrelevant because, I mean, the, ja- the Jags beat the Bills straight Number up. Number 10. The I Bears. have the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. What the heck, bro? There's no way. The Cincinnati Bengals. I know they got off to a rough start. Oh. But they're on a roll right now. Joe Burrow finally finding his group. Oh. Jamar Chase, give me the ball. 7-11, always open. Jamar Chase with the 7-11 chain. The Bengals are legit. Trey Hendrickson coming off the edge. This Bengals team is dangerous. 
and they're going to come at you, Max, because the Bengals are legit, and they just beat the Seattle Seahawks, who I had at my number eight last week. So they got to take the top ten. Great team, great team. They go up against the 49ers. They have a bye week this week, and they go up against the 49ers, the Bills. Tough schedule ahead of them, but (laughs) give me Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and the boys of the Cincinnati Bengals. That's my top ten. I would like to just say real quick, you know, not saying I disagree with you. I'm not saying I disagree with you. Although the Browns did lose to the Ravens 28 to three, and the uh, the freaking the Bengals lost to the Tennessee Titans 27 to three. So I just want to go and let that you know let you know that uh, Taylor ranked the Browns ahead of the Ravens. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, are we moving to uh, what's it what's it called where it smells bad and you know we gotta. The The fans know what it's called. Play the intro. (laughs) Straight from the garbage disposal, this is Taylor's Trash Can. I don't. All right. (laughs) I'm going to show no emotion whatsoever. Short sentences only. Nobody can see your face. Taylor's (laughs) Trash Can this week. Colorado football. 29-0 at halftime. Love it. Outscored 36-14 to 14 in the Great. second half in overtime. Alec Iomanner, Heisman for the Stanford. <laughs> for Stanford. Colorado are fraud, frauds. Good. Two ranked opponents in a row. Easy okay. losses. Ninth in Pac-12. Most overhyped mid-team ever. I told you so, Max. I was on a plane. They lost. I was in my Bo Nix jersey. I started laughing. Guy next to me agreed and said he hates Deion Sanders. Shadur is still good, but... Karma hit him. Flex on him, you mighty trees. Stanford wins. Takes? Question mark. I mean, yes. The Buffaloes are they're bad. I mean, it is what it is, you know. I mean, like, I didn't, you know, especially with Travis Hunter coming back. I mean, they were up 29-0, to zero, and you give, that, give up that lead against one of the worst teams in college football. A team right that now. Oregon beat literally – insanely like the Dolphins versus the Broncos no every team that's beaten them has had to show a mercy like if Oregon wanted to they could have beaten Stanford you know 103 to four but I mean I don't even know how you get four but anyways they lost to Sacramento State Stanford did um so I mean like you know if you're the Buffaloes right now confirmed Colorado worse than Sacramento State (laughs) I mean honestly at this point I mean, you you look at their wins. I mean, their only impressive one really is TCU, I guess. I mean, you know, because TCU. Max, I told you about Colorado, that they were done. Lost 33 of their players. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, you know, and now Dion's quit coaching and then he's writing a book that I can't read the name of. So, I mean, like. The problem with the Colorado Buffaloes is they are too worried about publicity and media. And not the actual game of football. Yeah. Although I did see a meme. I mean, I'm not trying to take this away from the Buffaloes. You know, they do suck. But I did see a meme saying that uh, Dan Lanning, like, plays for clicks because it said that he, uh, he, whenever he gets on primetime television, he tries to go for fourth down literally every time. Max, I know you're not trying to roast the Oregon Ducks when you're a Colorado (laughs) fan. I know you're not trying to do that when you're a Colorado fan. I'm not a Colorado fan. Max. I was at your house for the Oregon game against Colorado. You're like, Colorado's going to win. And I'm cheering against all of y'all because I like the underdogs. And Colorado is really good. No, they're not. Here's what I'll say. 
Colorado. They won one. They won one game last year. They've uh, quadrupled that this year. You know, yeah. like I mean, here's what I'll say, Colorado Max. If Auburn win. had one win last year and we got four wins this year, Auburn fans would still want Hugh yeah. Freeze gone. Yep. It's just because it's Dion. He's a public figure. He's not a good coach. To be fair, though, I mean, when's the last time Colorado's had Max? Stop trying to defend Colorado. I'm, they are not good <laughs> at all. They I'm not all saying good. they're good. I'm not saying they're good. I'm saying, I'm saying, if the Colorado Buffaloes now, I don't think they'll win a game the rest of the year because got at UCLA. I mean, you know, pray for the Buffs. Uh, at home against Oregon State, absolute blowout. Uh, at home against Arizona, might as well go and pack your bags. At Washington State. I mean, Cam Ward can forget as much as he knows about football, but it'll still beat down the Buffaloes. And then at Utah, I mean, Cam Rising or not, the Colorado Buffaloes are going to fall. So, I mean, yeah, they're not going to win a game the rest of the year. But what I'm saying is if – no, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's just you're inex- trying to defend just, nothing. You're trying to it's, defend It's inexplicable what has happened for them because, I mean, you know, you got so much hype. And you do – we cannot lie. They have a great quarterback. Their quarterback is great, even though, especially with the offensive line he has, their offensive line, they might as well put nobody, they might as well put me out there on the offensive line. I mean, they suck. Like, they absolutely <laughs> suck. Like, I mean, no, you look at Shadur Sanders, you know he's on pace to break the... He, hey, Max, you're going to spread your arms out and just block that way. <laughs> exactly. I mean, might as well. He's gotten sacked 34 times. I mean, that Matt, is insane. Stop trying to yeah. defend Colorado. I am not. Listen to what <laughs> yes, I'm saying. Yes, you are. Listen to what They're I'm saying, not Mr. Gottney. Listen awful. to what I'm saying, Mr. Gottney. Taylor Gottney. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> they have they have good players. This is why I'm saying it's surprising. No, they don't. Yes, they have Shadur Sanders and Travis Hunter, and the rest of the team is garbage. You're saying Shadur Sanders isn't a good quarterback. You guys know Brazil. I just said Shadur Sanders and Travis Hunter are the only good players. Did you guys know Brazil lost to Uruguay? Bruh. (laughs) (laughs) In no way. Listen, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you got, like, Travis Hunter is a next-level talent, generational talent. No. And you're not able – he Home Depot is, is oh the gosh, official sponsor is. of ESPN College Game Day. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, Colorado's bad. We get it. Not sponsored by the app Prize Picks. It's time for Max's Prize Picks. All right, next Nina segment, Max. Need a priest. Prize Picks. Let's go ahead and get it started. The standings for this week. We only picked six games last week because you know we know y'all got jobs to get to and places to be. Uh, we're only going to pick six this week as well. A lot of college football games to pick on a pretty good slate next weekend. But last week, uh, me and Reese actually both got the best uh, records, four and two for each of us, while Taylor went two and four. Um, no. Taylor still leads overall, 39 and 27. I'm they don't second. know me, son. What? They don't know me, son. <laughs> uh, you're still last, Reese, with a 31 and 35 record. And then, ah. <laughs> and then I'm second with 34 and 32 being my record. Um, we're going to go and get it started with some high school football. Playing on Thursday night. High school? Uh, <laughs> playing on Thursday night, we got the Opelika Bulldogs, who are 4-4 four and, four and bro, still 4-2. No and way two. we're picking Opelika is still 4-2. and two. Hey, it's No like, one cares! 4-2. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to do my best recent impression right now. But anyway... Uh, they're going on the road against Enterprise, who just got uh, beat down by Dothan, surprisingly. Um, you know, Enterprise is 5-2 and two overall, 3-2 and two in Region 2. 
the winner of this game actually uh, holds the fourth spot in Region 2 right now. So, I mean, you know, pretty pretty imp- important game, uh, to say the least. The line right now is Enterprise by eight. Um, I'm actually going to say Opelika wins this one. This Enterprise team, since that Auburn game, it almost seems like they've gotten worse. I mean, like, I don't under- I don't get it. I mean, maybe it's injuries. I can't keep up with injuries that well because it's, you know, high school football and Max Preps is super reliable. But anyways, um, I'm going to say Opelika wins this one. I feel like while Enterprise – Not if I have anything to say about it. (laughs) While Enterprise is getting worse, I feel like Opelika is getting better. So I'm going to go with the Bulldogs (laughs) winning this one. I think it's going to be high scoring. I'm going to go Bulldogs winning 37-37 to – 37-34. 37 to 34. I think it's going to be close since it's on the road. But I'm going Opelika 37-34. What do y'all think? Well, actually, I think I'm going to change the graphic here. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, with Enterprise. You said it's at Enterprise, right? Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with Enterprise. Uh, I say Enterprise wins this game by about a touchdown. Um, so maybe, just maybe, this game might be close. Who knows? But um, I think uh, Enterprise wins. Like you said, though, Enterprise has not looked the same since the Auburn game. It got blown out by Central. And, um, yeah, I say Enterprise wins this game. I'm going to say 31-24. to 24. Ah, I'm going to actually have to agree with Max here. Uh, uh, Reese's uh, record intimidates uh, me to agree with him. Uh, <laughs> this Opelika team against Auburn, they should have won. Oh. They yeah. should have won. Okay. They were up 14 with six minutes left. They should have won. Yep. Roman Gagliano is legit. Only a three-star recruit. Number 86 quarterback in the class. Recruited by smaller schools. But honestly, I think he should be higher recruited. Give me the Opelika Bulldogs winning this game. Very low scoring. Low scoring. Huh. 21 to 14, Opelika wins. Same as Dothan against Enterprise last week. Go Bulldogs. All right. Well, now we're going to get into that college football slate I talked about. Uh, we're going to start off with number 14, Utah, who's 5-1 and 2-1 and one in Pac-12 play. They're going away against number 18, USC, who just got blown out by Notre Dame. USC is 6-1 and one and still 4-0 in Pac-12 play, though, either way. So they still control their own destiny. The line is USC minus 6.5, and, and the over-under is 56. I'm going to have to agree with what Taylor said earlier. I do think that USC bounces back. Also, Cam Rising, I don't know what's going on with him, but apparently he's not returning for this game either. Um, So, I mean, I'm going to go with USC winning this one. Utah just hasn't impressed me recently as well. And I feel like USC is going to be able to score on them. Give me USC at home. I do think it is a little bit of a lower scoring game, though, because Utah, they're just able to slow the game down just because they run the ball a lot and their defense is pretty good. So I'm going to go USC winning this one 27-23. to 23. So give me the under here and give me USC not covering the spread but getting the win. Go Trojans. USC bounces back. I'm actually going to agree with Max here. Uh, I think USC – USC, uh, you know, the loss to Notre Dame, they're going to have a lot of a lot of bad blood uh, with them. Not a Taylor Swift quote, by the way. Um, but, you know, I think I think USC, since it's at USC, I say they win this game. I'm not going to say big because Utah's defense at some time, sometimes they look good, sometimes they don't. Utah's offense is pathetic. Um, but their defense is all right. 
I say USC wins. I'm gonna say 24 to 10, um, in Los Angeles. I'm gonna have to agree with you all here. You know, at the Coliseum, USC is gonna pack it out against an, a higher ranked Utah team, which uh, Utah should not be number 14 in the nation. All no, I'm gonna yeah. say, totally. I mean, yards pa- They have more yards rushing than yards passing, which. It's just a recipe for disaster. We see it with Auburn. I mean, it just doesn't work, guys. It, it just doesn't work in college football. Um, USC, Caleb Williams going to gunsling it out there. 23 touchdowns on the season. Uh, he's going to prove why he's still a Heisman contender. Trojans win this game big. Give me the Trojans 31-14. to 14. Yeah, USC Ooh. wins easily. Okay. Blowout, blowout. Well, next game. I think will be possibly a blowout. It's number seventeen Tennessee, who's five and one overall and two and one in the SEC play. They mm-hmm. go away against number eleven, the Alabama Crimson Tide. They are six and one overall and four and zero in SEC play. The line right now is pretty heavily heavily favoring Alabama, especially for what's supposed to be a rivalry. Minus nine and a half. Uh, over under is forty nine. And they're not elect, They're not expecting a lot of scoring in this game. I think Tennessee is way overrated. I don't think they're a top twenty-five team. Joe Milton, he's been able to complete the long passes, which we knew he was going to be able to do. But the short passes are just not there. It seems like whenever they get to get into like a third and five or third and six, you might as well go ahead and send the punt team out there because they're not going to run it for five yards, and they're definitely not going to throw it for five or six yards. They're just going to chuck it downfield. Um, I feel like Alabama's going to intercept him a lot in this game. And I feel like Milrow, um, I feel like he's finally learning what he is, and what he is is a running quarterback. Uh, he should not be passing the ball more than, I'd say, 20, 25 times a game. And I think he runs all over this Tennessee defense. Give me Alabama in Bryant-Denny, 34-17 to 17 over Tennessee. Think they run away, run away with this one? Wouldn't be surprised if it's close at halftime. You know, maybe seventeen to seven, something like that. But give me Alabama winning this one. Give me the over. Give me the Crimson Tide. Um, yeah, I'm prob- I'm still gonna go with Alabama, but I I think it's gonna be close because what I saw from Alabama against Arkansas that was kind of unacceptable. Oh, I get a wheel. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I got. <laughs> I kind of think that uh, that this game would be close, considering it's kind of like a it's kind of like an Auburn Georgia game, except it's not. But you know, it's kind of like that. When a guide waiter. <laughs> but um, no, I think Alabama wins this one. Pro- I'm gonna say maybe by I'm gonna say by touchdown, and I'm gonna Research say pot- suck. <laughs> That's a fair point. What? Nothing. What'd you uh, say, Reese? No, 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 no. Um, I'm gonna say that uh, Alabama wins this game. I'm gonna say it's high scoring, but I'm gonna say it's by uh, it's by a touchdown. I'm gonna say forty. No, actually, wait, thirty-eight to thirty-one. All right, I think this game is gonna be way closer than Max thinks. I have to agree with Reese here. Um, Tennessee is very overrated, but I mean Alabama barely beat Arkansas, who's two and five. So, I mean, there's there's a bit room. I don't think Alabama makes the playoff this year. But Jalen Milrow, like Max said, finding out who he is, the run game for Alabama is working. Uh, it does not work. It, it works pretty well for Tennessee as well. But 
I don't know. I might be going back on my pick here. Mm. Oh, yes. Nope. <laughs> I, I, I got to go with Alabama. Home crowd, Bryant-Denny, 230 game. Going to be absolutely packed. Student section is going to be rocking. Nick Saban does not lose two games in a season. Yep. Uh, we probably can't even remember the last time that they lost two games in a season. Give me the Alabama Crimson Tide winning this game 24-14. to 14. Miller mm. likes men. I I agree with that. I mean, you know, I don't feel like this Tennessee team is going to be able to score that much on this Alabama defense. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to move into Duke at Florida State. Should be a good one, especially if Riley Leonard is back, uh, which they expect that he will be. Um, Duke is coming in number 16 ranked. I honestly think they should be a little bit higher. Definitely over Utah. Um, uh, Duke is 5-1 and one overall and 2-0 and oh in ACC play. And they go on the road against number four, Florida State, who's 6-0 and oh and 4-0 and oh in the ACC play. Uh, the line is favoring Florida State a lot here, minus 14. And then over under is 49. Um, I remember last year watching Florida State. I remember they came off that LSU win and strung together a couple of wins after that. And people were like, oh, is FSU back? And then when tailgating for the Auburn Ole Miss game, which is also this weekend. Um, all right. Um, I don't know what a guy is, viewers, but anyways. Um, no, but I remember FSU playing Wake Forest and Sam Hartman at home, and it was like, oh, they're game to actually prove it. And it was the same weekend as Auburn Ole Miss, similar to this one, and they did it. They got blown out at home. Gee. Um, I don't think the same thing will happen this time, though. I feel like this Florida State team is a little bit different. Keon Coleman is an absolutely insane player. I don't it know if y'all saw. When they play <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw against Syracuse, but Keon Coleman's one-handed catch. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Um, I know Taylor's dog's getting excited. I mean, it's that was such a good catch. But anyways, the Seminoles will win this game. Oh, 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 it. oh, oh. <laughs> give me the Seminoles winning this one. I'm going to go 35, 35 to 24 at home over the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, they don't cover, but it does go over the over under. Max Messman fast booty at home. <laughs> Wobble, wobble, wobble. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. No, um, you know, I, Duke is basically my second favorite team. Um, not because I'm a bandwagon. I, uh, my dad actually graduated from Duke. Um, and, um, I've been a Duke fan my whole life. Basketball, football, any sport. Uh, revolving uh, evolving around Duke. Um, but it's at Florida State. This is a very tough place to play. Um, I think Duke uh, plays close, but I say Florida State wins. I'm going to say um, 24 to um, – I'm going to say 24-21. Good pick, Reese. Uh, Actually. <laughs> I have personal ties to Florida State. A lot of family friends went to Florida State. Jordan Travis is legit. Uh, their receiving core, led by none other than Keon Coleman, is absolutely insane. Uh, Florida State's defense, not the absolute greatest, but big win against a very decent Syracuse team, I have to say, at 4-2 and two when they went into that game. I don't think but Syracuse is decent. Duke, not legit. Give me the Florida State Seminoles winning this game very big. 
Riley Leonard, I'm sorry. You're dating one of my young life leaders, but Florida State wins this game. I'm going to have to say 28-0. to zero. Wobble, Most wobble, dudes. wobble. Uh, no points for Duke. <laughs> Dang. Well, now we're going to move into college game day, the game of the week for college football. Number seven, Penn State, who's 6-0 and and 3-0 in Big Ten play. They go away against number three, Ohio State, the Buckeyes, Big who are 6-0 and 3-0 in Big Ten play. Um, this game, they the expe- experts expect it to be close. Ohio State is favored right now. And that over-under is 46.5 right now. Um, I think that over-under is actually really low. Um, both of these teams can score and score in bunches. And I feel like Kyle McCord is in that same stage as uh, Jalen Milrow, and as well as this Ohio State State team as a whole, I feel like they're starting to figure it out after that Notre Dame win on literally the last play of the game. Kind of a a, 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 a switch, <laughs> a switch flipped in their mind, and I feel like you know Marvin Harrison Jr. Like you said, uh, Reese, he could definitely be a dark horse for the Heisman right now uh, if they make it to the Natty, um, which they definitely have a chance if they win this game. So I'm going to go Ohio State winning this one. And I also feel like this is a game that we see every year. You know, Penn State, oh, they come in, you know, they play a cupcake schedule, and they come in like 6-0, and and they play Ohio State. And people are like, oh, is this the year they actually beat them? And they don't, you know. So, And I think the same is going to happen here. Give me Ohio State in, in Columbus, Ohio. Give me the Buckeyes. 35-35 to hmm, – I'm going to say 35-20. to 20. Uh, Two touchdowns, two field goals for Penn State. Ohio State runs away with it. 35-20, Buckeyes. Give me the over and give me Ohio State covering by a lot. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, since, I, since it's at Ohio State, I don't see Penn State uh, even – I mean, they might have a chance for a little bit. Uh, but I just don't see them having a chance really at all. I mean, Penn State's a decent team, but like we said earlier, they haven't played anybody. So there's DNA. What? The- there's <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they haven't played anybody. So um, yeah, I think that I honestly think the first half will be close, but the second half will just be Kyle McCord will be cooking the Penn State secondary, and uh, I say Ohio State wins this game, thirty-eight twenty-one in the shoe. I'm going to have to disagree with both of y'all here. Um, So Ohio State has dominated this series, winning 10 of the last 11. But this Penn State team, I really like where they're heading. I know they've played cupcake teams, but I I really like Drew Aller. I really, 12 touchdowns, zero picks. He's almost perfect. And as a sophomore last year, you know, he was under Clifford, kind of learned from him. And has, has had great games in his past five matchups. I mean, 200 plus five. Like, he he comes out a lot because of the cupcake schedule. But give me Drew Aller, his first starting job going to the horseshoe and beating the Ohio State Buckeyes by a game-winning field goal. Because mm-hmm. I believe in this Penn State rushing offense, and I don't believe in the Ohio State rushing offense at all. Well, now we're going to move into the NFL, our final 
game that we are going to pick, and it's the game that we kind of mentioned earlier. The Detroit Lions, who are 5-1 overall. Max Messman, Giant Booty, 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 Booty. And the Lions are also 3-0 when playing away. They're going to Baltimore. The Ravens, who are 4-2 overall and 1-1 one and one when playing at home. Uh, the current line right now is actually favoring Baltimore, uh, minus 3. And then the over-under is 42. Listen, I really believe in these this Detroit Lions team. I mean, they're the best I think they've ever been, honestly. I mean, this team is really good. You know, you got Jared Goff. You got David Montgomery when he's healthy, which he's not in this game. You got St. Brown. You got Aiden Hutchinson. You got Jameer Gibbs, the the rookie. Uh, I got the the Lions winning on the road. To bust. (laughs) We got. I got the Lions winning on the road over the Ravens. Give me them. Hmm. I'm gonna say the Lions win this game, twenty eight. I'm gonna say twenty eight to twenty four over the Ravens. Close game, but the Lions pull it out. The Lions win, they beat the spread, and it is the over. Give me the Lions winning this one. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah, I think I think the Lions like <laughs> Um, I think the Lions, like we talked about earlier. Uh the Lions, um, I say they win this game, like actually by fourteen. Um, I'm gonna say they win forty-five to um, thirty-one because I I think the Lions defense is gonna help them out this game. Lamar Jackson throws two interceptions, and the Ravens are gonna have a hard time um, throwing the ball um, at their own stadium, actually. But yeah, Lions win forty-five thirty-one. We have to agree with both of y'all. I feel like this is an easy game to pick. You know, it's going to be pretty cold at game time, but the Lions used to the cold from Detroit. The Ravens have not played great, barely beat the Titans, lost to the Steelers, barely beat the Colts, and barely beat the Bengals. Uh, Lamar Jackson has not done it this year with three interceptions. Jared Goff has Big done it this year. Diet. Lamar Jackson is only a running back, and the Ravens receiving core is not even up to par to Monroe St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, and this amazing Detroit Lions offense. Aiden Hutchinson gets four sacks this game, and the Lions win big and move up in my power rankings because they're not quite yeah. there yet. Anyways, that's going to do it for the Tigers Den Episode 8. We hope y'all enjoyed. We love doing these podcasts every week. We're going to get back to the you know, the usual uh, releasing schedule, releasing every Monday instead of Wednesday. Um, But, yeah, we hope you all enjoyed. If you're on YouTube, sub up, comment down below any sports takes that you have or any uh, sports you want us to cover in the future. If you're on uh, Spotify or Apple Music, be sure to raise five stars and be sure to share us to all your friends. But that's going to be it for the Tigers Den podcast. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Tigers Den podcast. New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast, Play Callers, where we interview a coach from Auburn High School football. Be sure to check out those episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central on all platforms.